0: What were your favourite books when you were little? Did you study the pictures time and again? And if you think of those pictures now, what feelings do they evoke? If you're anything like me, just the thought of them brings on a warm sense of nostalgia. I'm Frances Butt, and this is Emotipod, a series of conversations with artists about the emotional effects and benefits of what they do. There was one childhood book I loved so much that I still have it, and it's falling to bits. It's called Storyland, an all-colour bedtime book for children. 48 stories with multiple illustrators, and all the pictures in it are just gorgeous. I also adored the work of Richard Scarry, and of course the timeless Winnie the Pooh drawings of E.H. Shepard. And then later, I enjoyed Jan Pienkowski, Mick Inkpen, David McKee and Quentin Blake with my own children. These illustrators' tasks include entertaining, delighting, comforting, amusing, occasionally surprising and maybe sometimes guiding the little reader safely through a degree of peril and back to safety again. There's a need for delicacy, a sense of security and sweetness, as well as a sense of free-spirited joy and playfulness. In a tough old world, the emotional realm of childhood delights is always there for all of us, and it certainly all comes back if you spend any time around children and children's books. When I came across my guest Layla Nabi's work on Instagram, I felt that warm feeling again, and I wanted to hear more about it. So I was really happy when she agreed to tell me more about herself and her line of work. Leila, thank you so much for joining me. It's really kind of you to uh, join me to tell me about what you do. Thank you for inviting me. First of all, how have the last two years been for you? Uh, what strange times I know can't really get my head around it to be honest.
1: Yeah, two years. We're social animals. We're supposed yeah. to be um socializing, go outside, meet yeah. people, talk. We're not made for isolation and lockdowns and stuff like that. Can't wait for it all to be
0: over, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah. With the restrictions and all, it's not been
0: it's not been great. <laughs> it's not easy, is it? Um, Has the countryside helped?
1: Yes, definitely. Going to the park and walking. And mm. we have the park about five-minute walk from here. And it's a huge park. Great. And there's a stream. There's two rivers flowing. There's a castle not very far, which oh, also yeah. has a park. And there's a new playground, brand new, that's been redone recently. Excellent. It's a really nice area. I have to admit, i with that.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. am glad to hear it. So, what did the pandemic change for you workwise, if anything? What did you lose artistically or, or gain artistically?
1: Well, the um, well, the pandemic with a child is not easy, as you can imagine.
0: Anyway, yeah.
1: And so I had to homeschool because uh, oh, school wasn't <laughs> happening. So yeah. it uh, took away a good chunk of my time. Mm. Um, I lost a bit of inspiration in the middle of it all. I think I was a bit down for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So focused more on our mental health here in the house. Um, right. My husband's and mine and my child. And mm. it was more like, well, we go out of the house every day to the park uh, mm. for an hour or two for a walk. And we dance once a day. We we'll put some music on. We go mad oh i love that and we draw we draw a lot because well i'm an illustrator but my husband's also a designer so oh. we also draw pretty much every day wow and that's it really for most of lockdowns that's what we did and tried to make the most of it even though it wasn't very easy sometimes organizing play dates no. on facetime or skype <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, tough for children, not being able to be in the presence of other children. Very strange. Yeah, well, well done mum. I hope I did well. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure you did, I have no doubt that you did. So moving on to your work, so um, how long have you been an illustrator? What's your, you know, how did you come to be an illustrator? What's your story of being a children's illustrator? Right,
1: Um, shall I start from high school then?
0: yeah, if you look like, wherever okay. you'd like to start. <laughs> um,
1: well, in high school, I was uh, top of my class in art ah. And I really wanted mm. to pursue a career in art. But my dad was very old-fashioned, and he said that actually, art does not going to bring you money. You can't really pursue a career in it, so choose something else and do art on the side as your hobby.
0: Very familiar story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so I did that. I pursued chemistry. I wanted to win the Nobel Prize by inventing something that would win the uh, would protect the environment. Wow. Um, but then I changed my mind, and then I decided I was going to create a new perfume molecule that nobody ever <laughs> created before or imagined. New scent or something. Wow. I had a lot of ambition.
0: Fantastic. I love this. Yeah. I'm graduating
1: (laughs) then from chemistry with my thesis in organic molecules, Mm. finished my master's degree in international business, and then found a a role in um, the French Institute for Oriental Archaeology in Cairo. Wow. And I became a metallurgist archaeologist. So I was studying metals um, and going to excavation sites in southern Egypt, trying to figure out how the metals were um, used—if they were hammered or heated or manipulated using cold—I'm not going to go into much too much technicality. Incredible.
0: Well, I'm going to have to talk to you about this afterwards because I love Egyptology. I love going to Egypt, and I- oh yeah, I'm going <laughs> to talk to you later.
1: <laughs> yes. So that was for about four or five years, and then they had to close that section of the lab I was working at. So I had to find another job. So I found a job with a French company in Egypt that was focusing on smartphones and chips. So I moved into a completely different sector, then moved to Lebanon for a year where I became an editor for a fashion and lifestyle magazine, then moved to the Netherlands, decided to take a year off and I went to Hungary Okay. Wow. <laughs> um, met my now husband. Yeah. And got uh, engaged. Got married. Got pregnant. And while I was pregnant, I just had like a moment of epiphany where I said, "Well, you know what? I've been drawing in the background of all this. I still had a sketchbook and a pencil in my purse. Why don't I give this a shot?" Yeah, so I enrolled into a London uh, university that provided a diploma in children's books illustration oh. and I've been doing that since
0: 2014. Okay. We moved back to London, obviously, in 2016. Right. From Hungary. Right. So your child is now five, six? He's six. Six. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. What a journey. What a oh, journey. Yeah. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Fantastic. So, did you start getting commissions have you had commissions and how do you go about getting commissions and how does that work?
1: yes I got my first commission was actually a colleague of my sisters they were working at the same company then and she wanted to do a birthday present for her niece mm-hmm. and it was in the shape of a story uh, from her to her niece so oh. I illustrated that it was a lot of fun doing and I enjoyed the process a lot but what it made me also realize is that people don't realize how much time it takes to illustrate a children's book and how much effort yeah and consequently they don't want they don't think they should pay more than what they pay when they buy a book on the shelf oh
0: my goodness
1: and That was very revealing for me. And the few Mm. projects I got after that, I did enjoy the process. So I knew this; I wanted to keep going. The project after that, it was also word of mouth. The author sent me the text I illustrated for her and then um, she disappeared. And I didn't get paid for that. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Oh,
1: my goodness. And then I just started exploring other venues like, you know, selling your art on websites for products like surface pattern design um, as such to try and make some money out of it. Uh Because as it turns out, if you're not really represented by an an agent, it's very hard to find someone that is willing to pay you the
0: money that you're owed for the work and the time you're going to put in. Right. Okay. Oh, my God. It's very sad that there's that lack of integrity in people. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yes.
1: Well, it's an, it's an industry that is really misunderstood, in my opinion. Right. Um, as Illust- children's books illustrator, we want to give the book every chance it has to be a successful book. So we pour everything we have into yeah. it. Yeah. But to illustrate a book, it takes, well, it can take, depending on how the artist works, obviously, it can yeah. take between two to six months. Right. It's not. It's not a straightforward process. There's a lot of research and a lot of going back and forth and a lot of exchange and a lot of time and tears and paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Right, okay, yeah. yeah.
1: And then you've got people that don't really want to pay the money to the, yeah. for example, UK standard rates, and we will go find cheap illustrators on other websites oh. uh, to do the job really quickly. Uh, from other countries where the rates are much lower. Right. And so it's like a backstabbing process as oh. well. So it's not just people not willing to pay you, it's other illustrators also not asking for the right amount of money to be yes. paid so that the industry stays kind of, oh. uh, what's the word, um, stable or friendly to illustrators.
0: <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I, I hear a lot of this. I hear it with other kind of art forms as well. It's it's, it's such a shame. There's always somebody who's going to do the job like some young person who's key and they're going to do the job for nothing. And yeah, yeah. And talking to somebody about monetizing arts and other, perhaps we could talk about that again another time. But um, can we talk about your work? Yes. Because it's so sweet. And so, I mean, that's the tragedy of this because children's illustration is the sweetest thing. It makes you feel so Safe and loved and cozy and hugger. Your illustrations are absolutely gorgeous, and they're Thank very, you. very Thank sweet. You. I really love them. Yeah, were you influenced by any particular kinds styles of illustration when you were a child, or did did you used to pour over the pictures in children's books when you were a child? Or oh, absolutely, absolutely.
1: My three top of the list illustrators were um, Helen Oxenberry, um, Beatrix Potter, and Sarah Kay, if you know her. I don't. These are the images that I grew up with, Mm. um, along with the Walt Disney movies, obviously. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they left quite a big impression. Yeah. I still love them a lot. But now I I find myself sometimes gearing towards a more simpler approach, perhaps, to illustration. Like, um, I really like Jim Field's books about oi frog and oi
0: dog. I don't know if you're familiar with them. I don't. My children are now... In their 30s. So <laughs> perhaps I've perhaps I've missed out on that. I'm going to have to go and look these things up. Thank you for the reference. I shall go and investigate. And
1: then there's also Gene- Geneviève Godbout. I don't know if you know her. She's a Canadian illustrator. Right. And she has a very fluid and romantic approach to illustration as well. You can feel the texture of her pastels and everything that she does.
0: Yes. This is the thing about the particular textures that create a certain feeling. I'm fascinated by this because you get the sort of um, computer graphics where the lines are very hard and clean and the colors are very blocky. And then you get this soft, you you have a great soft texture to to what you do. How do you achieve that? The softness of line, the softness of color, the whole thing is a very distinctive style you have.
1: Thank you. Well, I usually always start on pencil on paper. Mm. Um, I love the feel of paper and I love the sound of the pencil. It mm. doesn't that for me. And then I scan the drawing and I move on to um, colour, but digitally. Ah. And then I experiment with different kinds of brushes and textures that would give you the same impression as the real thing. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it has that. And uh, I experiment a lot with all this. and. Mm. Where I'm at right now is actually the result of all the work I've put in since working at it every day with a mission since 2013. So Uh my illustration style has changed quite a bit. Okay, right. But I feel like the more I draw, the more I get closer to where I want to be and the more I want I'm able to depict the the things I want to depict and tran- transmit or convey the emotions that I want to convey as well yeah
0: yeah and you're finding that but you definitely have a, a sort of a if, a if voice is the right word you know a voice of your own with your style I'm so pleased you're saying that that's what I'm trying to achieve <laughs> it's really gorgeous and it's kind of I'm trying to describe the texture and softness which is strange in a, in an audio thing but It's really very beautifully soft and textured and and, uh, it makes you feel kind of hugged. It's
1: gorgeous. Thank you. How a texture
0: can do that or the softness of of choice of colour, the reds and the greens. And it's just so beautiful. Thank you. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because children are being introduced to a range of emotions through stories, aren't they? Uh, And you're creating that visually for them. So, Somebody's off on, an, on an adventure and they're traveling along, walking along that kind of thing. But then, when something happens that that scares them, or is a, a peril, or worry, or something like that, how, how is it putting that uh, emotion? I've across?
1: never had to illustrate fear or or scare, scare. No, oh yeah, okay. You don't deal with scary. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't had the opportunity to illustrate any of those. Okay, so far. So far, the stories I've illustrated were just um, whimsical little stories with a little journey Mm. or, yeah, a little is something that happens, a little girl that can't choose the type of shoes she wants to put on. And so she asks her cat or a little bear that is hungry because we all know children are always hungry (laughs) Um, and he keeps looking around the house for something but you don't know what it is and then he eventually points it out or I mean it's just simple simple really simple stories I think my style is suitable more for children from I would say zero to five or six years old right because it's quite naive but I am exploring illustrating for older children haven't crossed that out of my list
0: yet (laughs) right yeah because it is they are so sweet they feel safe I think you feel safe when you look at these beautiful things yeah is that something you that you really love about communicating that sense of cuddle and safety and hug yeah gorgeous thing to be able to do
1: with a little little funny twist perhaps every every now and then somewhere something funny that's something that would make you smile not necessarily laugh yeah but something that would just make you feel like oh yeah yeah that's a, yeah
0: <laughs> you know? what a lovely job to induce a oh yeah <laughs> that's a really nice I job want. I want people to
1: look at it as like oh isn't that cute oh look at that little furry face or I don't know
0: <laughs> spot on that's exactly what I felt when I when I started seeing your, your work oh brilliant I'm on the right way you certainly are so do you experiment and see what comes or I mean you said you've since 2013 you've been developing towards the the style you have now so do you have sort of happy accidents and then oh that's that's worked out really well I'll go this way, Or, or is everything more carefully planned and plotted than that It's it's funny that you should mention that actually because
1: um, I have the more I work at it, the more I I try to evolve at it, the more I discover that I have a flow, just like the seasons, right? So there's spring, summer, autumn, and winter. And I have the same kind of variations, but with my work and with my routines. OK, springtime is usually a time where I try to renew myself. And so for the past three, four years, for some reason, springtime was always the time when, that I chose to refresh my portfolio of illustrations. And ah. in order to do that, I actually go and research, look at other artists, look at what they're doing and, and try to emulate what they're doing if I like it to see if wonderful. I wonderful if I can feel a connection to this new process or um, changing color palettes or changing textures or maybe adding more character. So it's all a series of explorations and that happens in spring.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love this, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then in the summer I apply it to whatever work I have coming in. So I've got a few clients right now and I don't know what's going to (laughs) happen because my portfolio is depicting my current style. But what if my style changes in spring? What am I going to say? So, but I'm trying hard to try and stay consistent, but still evolve. Brilliant. And not just stay where I am because yes, yes. It's part of being an artist, right? You change from year to year. Of course. And so you, and so you should. Yeah. Things influence you from outside. You're exposed to new things. Mm and you learn and you 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 see new things around you you're inspired and when you find that inspiration automatically can generate something of course, and yes. if you don't jump on it and experiment with it or try it you're not getting anywhere
0: yeah love it but if a client says having seen your previous portfolio Noah, this was i wanted that palette or whatever would you uh... i'd be
1: able to reproduce it of course yeah okay
0: yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah of course of yeah. course um when
1: i start on a project we immediately set the rules of what needs and how what the style that they want and okay. the contents and and then we just talk together it's it's it, there's always a conversation until yeah. the final images are sent through
0: yeah. But that's exciting that you bring can, can bring a new palette or a new experiment to the table. And um, that's great. Brilliant. <laughs> so you that's summer. What happens in autumn? In autumn, I get <laughs> deflated for some reason. Oh,
1: OK. And I find that, OK, I'm not really liking what I'm doing. Maybe I should go back to the style I had the previous year oh or not so there's a lot of questioning there's a lot okay. of walking outside in the falling leaves and a lot of thinking and also a lot of writing I find that I do most of my writing in autumn <laughs> compared to most of my drawing in spring interesting for some
0: reason I don't know I and what do kinds of what funny. kinds of things are you writing Oh um children's stories mostly. Oh you you actually you're writing as well. Fantastic. Lovely. I I,
1: I write them. I don't necessarily illustrate them, but I write them. I love to write. Mm. I've always loved to write. I have a book finished somewhere on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't want to illustrate it, but it's there. I know I've done it. It was <laughs> a goal for a while to write a book. I have written a book. It's
0: there. <laughs> Do you think you will get around to illustrating at some point? I I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, never say never.
1: Yeah, never say never. It's just that I know it needs a lot of editing. I'm just letting it right now, you know, macerate in its own juice so that when I reread it again. Yeah,
0: (laughs) I love that. Let it
1: steep. Yeah, yeah. And then in winter, I get re energized again for some reason.
0: Wonderful. And
1: I look at the work that I've done all year through, and I find myself running short of time because there's so much I want to do that I could have done in (laughs) autumn while I was procrastinating, (laughs) but that I didn't do. And (laughs) then I like hate myself and uh, (laughs) then fight with myself. And and
0: then comes the mulled wine and the mince pies. This kind of sounds a bit familiar yes okay and then whatever hooray it's yeah celebrate (laughs) yes
1: and then spring I'm like okay let's forget about all the things that I didn't do (laughs) oh so good and I've noticed that it actually happens exactly the same every year for the past three four years
0: interesting I love that you've got the the annual cycle and that you know and you that there are things there are benefits to each of those seasons then I like that when you're feeling a bit despondent you're, you're getting into your writing so it's not wasted it's just a different phase nature has cycles we have cycles I love that you're working with those and going along with those well done I like it <laughs> I'm gonna to have to think about what I do seasonally as well now
1: <laughs> take notes you might notice some interesting patterns
0: yes thank you very much for the tip <laughs> <laughs> um what's been your favorite feedback of all the
1: the authors or the- yeah
0: authors or both, either both
1: um, authors. I have an author who was so pleased with what I made for her first book that she came back for a second.
0: Can't ask better than that, can you? That was happiness. Oh, um,
1: readers. I love that my son loves that my stories.
0: Oh, oh yeah. No, <laughs> better a critic. Yeah.
1: He is inspired and also wants to write and illustrate his own stories. Oh, so that for me is also Brilliant. What a joy. And when somebody that has read my book, a child has read my book and found it really funny and, and cute and liked it and tells me about it without being prompted.
0: That's oh. also brilliant. Oh, the best. Yeah. I mean, that's your audience, isn't it? The, ch- the yeah. children are the audience and they're the best yeah. critics. So they will certainly tell you what they what's true. If you get their seal of approval, you know you're doing something right, don't you? Yes. I'm not
1: yeah. famous. But the people around me, like my friends and my families and the friends of friends and the extended families and the people at my son's school, they, they all, I've, I've seen them buy and read the books and I get positive feedback. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, you know?
0: You are. No, it, please keep doing it because it's so beautiful. Uh, what are you working on right now or what's coming up? Have you got things lined up?
1: Yes. So one of my latest characters is a little bear called Mm. Bear. (laughs) And um, I started working on the story last autumn. I started illustrating it in winter, but like I said, I struggle in winter and I get really frumpy and grumpy by the end of it. So I have to pause it. So I'm going to start over again on that little story of Bear. And this time it will be a Christmas story. Ah. And that's the book I'm going to be working on. And then there is, uh, locally, there is an art fair happening in April. So I'm producing artwork for that. It will be a collection of little portraits of children playing at the park.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: And I also work with a social enterprise supporting um, young adults with autism. And I produce some of their content or illustration content illustration right right website of the products that they sell to get them to work
0: oh that's fascinating fascinating
1: so that's that's what's happening that's what's happening right now
0: well done that's a fantastic enterprise to be doing
1: well it, it's a fantastic job that they're doing so yeah yeah of
0: course and that's lovely to be able to to support that yeah well done are there any stories this is a final question are there any stories well known or little known that you'd love to illustrate Alice in Wonderland. Oh, wow. Oh, please do that. (laughs) I am contemplating it.
1: Oh, I am seriously considering it. Last summer, there was a challenge on Instagram based about on Alice in Wonderland, where the moderators of the challenge selected uh, pieces of the chapters for the illustrators to show their work. Okay. So I participated in that and I enjoyed it so so much that I am actually thinking of illustrating my own Alice in Wonderland.
0: I'd love to see you do that because uh the original illustrations are terrifying, frankly. <laughs> they gave me nightmares. I yeah, remember they are literally oh. having nightmares. So yes. I'd love you I'd love your approach to Alice in Wonderland because it is kind of scary. It's so surreal and Psychedelic and strange, that uh, I, think, <laughs> I think I'd love to see your version. It might help me read it again. <laughs> my version will be very watered down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it'll be beautiful as all your work is. Thank you. Thank you, Francis. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. Well, my pleasure. There's no good reason why anyone should expect a straight art school to illustrate a story. But I wasn't expecting chemistry, new perfume molecules, masters in international business, metallurgical archaeology, smartphone chips and fashion magazines, not to mention Leila's geographical journey through Egypt, Lebanon, Holland, London, Hungary, London again, my goodness. Very impressive and also very inspiring it's always encouraging to hear how even if a journey towards a particular art form or form of creativity is rather circuitous, you can still get there. And polymaths like Layla make the world a better and more fascinating place, don't they? On the other hand, it was sad to hear about that lack of appreciation for the time it takes to produce art and people's unwillingness to pay fairly for it. But I loved Layla's seasonal activities and I wonder if anyone else has similar periods of productivity and reflection that reflect the seasons like that. I hope this conversation might have provoked a trip down memory lane for you, reminded you of some of your favourite illustrations, and of that wonderful cosy feeling that comes with leafing through childhood books. We're all still children underneath, and the work of artists like Layla reconnects us with our little soft centres. If you'd like to have a look at her work, there are links in the text for this podcast. Do give her social media pages a like or a follow too. Whenever one of her pictures comes up in my Instagram feed, it always does my heart good. And if you enjoyed this chat, there are plenty of other great guests in the series and more coming up. So do subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google or your favourite podcast listening platform. And please tell your friends about Emotipod if you think they'd like it too. Until next time, enjoy keeping all your senses open and alive to whatever art makes your life better.